What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, my man? It's Johnny King. Thank you for tuning into this amazing episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm stoked to have Sam Cabert in the house. He's a serial entrepreneur turned spiritual seeker, so we can talk everything from business to psychedelics and everything in between, which is why I'm so excited to, to talk. You're in my, my uh, lane of interest. So Sam, welcome to the show, man. I love it. Thanks so much for having me, Johnny. I'm excited and pack all this with you. Yeah, seriously. It's, it was good to, to connect previously, obviously, and, and to connect through a mutual friend of ours. But um, it seems like you've had quite the journey, a journey that similar to what I've been on in some regards, similar to what I feel like a lot of men are, where it's like we're, we, we get into a life of where we think <laughs> life is going to go and then it doesn't go that way or we're just not fulfilled in that direction. And I feel like a lot of men who are listening to this podcast would be like, yeah, it seems like everything on paper, I should be happier than I am, but I'm not. And why don't you tell a little bit about your your journey, if you will, just so people have a little context of who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, totally. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, my name's Sam Caber. I grew up in California, Gilroy, California, garlic capital of the world. I've never actually lived outside the state now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, I went to school at Chico State, a uh, party school in Northern California, did the whole thing. And um, as I'm writing my book now about soul life balance, I'm kind of like revisiting some of the stuff that you're talking about, right? I mean, it's been my journey the past year, two and a half years or so of going deep down the spiritual rabbit hole. But now like kind of really looking at all the evolution, like putting the pieces together from when I was younger to college and everything. Um, one point that I've always known was kind of a, a major defining moment was when I got DUI. I think I was 22 or 23. I forget at the moment now, but um, I remember going back to a campsite because we were camping at the time, like after coming back from, you know, jail <laughs> and yeah. there being someone saying, um, welcome to the club. And it, I, that just met me with so much disgust. And I, ever since then, I've had a major chip on my shoulder to just prove that I wouldn't be, you know, a fuck up for lack of a better way to put it. Um, so that was when I was younger, like 10 years ago, I'm 33 now. And um, fast forward to probably eight years after that, I was named um, one of Silicon Valley's 40 under 40 at age 31. I had just turned 31, um, moved back home to Silicon Valley. And, you know, the whole thing with business, content creation, all of it, the driving entrepreneurship, um, beating and surpassing all my goals, just kind of feeling more empty. So I would set out for another goal. And then finally in 2019, um, 
just this numbing depression of just like, this isn't enough. And then obviously, um, not obviously, but of course, this is common. There's a woman involved too, a relationship that was really toxic. So that kind of like really opened that, that put me in like that depression. Um, but when I really sat with it, I, I got to see so much more my own behavior and my own cycles and everything. And really just chasing a dopamine hit, you know, like that's, a, it's addict, right? It's ag behavior. Workaholism, that's a word is, is addict behavior. And that's when I sat with ayahuasca and I had the most profound, like awakening experience. And I even maintain that awakening type feeling for a couple months um after seeing with the medicine and now it's been about two and a half years and you know there's been so much that's changed um moved out moved from silicon valley to beach town i live a minute away 60 seconds away from the ocean um have a new podcast called soul seeker and you know a new coaching business on top of the first so all kinds of stuff so cool man yeah so cool it, it makes me think of um i was having a conversation with some some gal just recently i forget who and she's like yeah you know i, I keep meeting these guys who say oh they're they're super spiritual because they've done some ayahuasca and they've done you know a bit of, of mushrooms but they really haven't done the healing mm. they really haven't worked through their childhood whatever right um what have you found in terms of that? Sounds like it was, it was a defining moment. Certainly, you have several, you know, especially also with the, the DUI and everything else. But because I want to come back to that, but as it relates to ayahuasca and stuff, what was one of, I'm sure, many, but what was one of the bigger kind of ahas that really shifted your perspective from where you were to a newer version shortly thereafter? Yeah, I mean, in the moment, um, you know, when working with plant medicine, especially ayahuasca, surrender is a big word, right? And I remember talking with a friend, he was just talking about surrender. And um, I fully surrendered, you know, everything. And one of the major downloads, um, there's obviously a lot, but it's that resistance creates pain, you know, and we are always not we, but myself, at least, you know, I was in a lot of resistance. So just that surrender. Um, and then from there, I just kept going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole and just became a student of spirituality. And I had already had my business up and running to a point where I was only working a couple hours a, a day, if you could even call it work. So I, I had I still do have plenty of time to explore these type of existential topics and, you know, really being awake in the dream and, and starting to question the nature of existence and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like drove you? Cause I want to come back around to more of that conversation, but what do you feel like drove you to be the, one of the, the 40 under forties that it sounded like you were really driven you did, you checked a lot of the boxes when you were younger, but what were you driven towards? Was it to right. prove yourself to, you know, what was it? Do you feel like that was really, yeah. Good? I mean, it's external, you know, like it was, um, 
it was external validation so that I could have internal validation, right? And there wasn't that awareness and consciousness around it at the time. It was more just like, oh, I'm going to prove, you know, I'm going to prove uh, you or I'm going to prove to myself and I'm going to do this and all that type of stuff. And it's great. You know, I, I am so grateful for all of that, you know, because that's what got me here today. And that's what uh, allows me to have like, this financial freedom to live this amazing lifestyle. So I'm extremely grateful for it, but it's just interesting. Like, you know, sometimes I still think about it too, like, Oh, should I stay in my first business, even though it doesn't completely resonate more and, and just focus on me and do my thing. Or should I go through the struggle that is launching a new business? Um, because you forget, you know, um, and that's kind of where I'm at now, kind of like that in between where the old business is, you know, still going, but it's also taking away from my energy, even though it doesn't require much. Um, but yeah. And you say you forget, do you forget how much effort it takes to get, is that what you're saying? Like how much effort it takes to get a business up and running? Yeah. Yeah. There's that. And then also, you know, this philosophy that I talk about, um, soul life balance, which we could look at that in terms of managing your relationship to masculine and feminine and energies. And like I mentioned earlier, I alluded to, I should say, um, I was very much in the toxic masculine as it relates to my relationship to work and business, you know, it was very toxic and, in the past two and a half years through doing the inner work, I've kind of done, you know, a pendulum swing to the feminine, feminine side and be in that flow. So soul life balance, like that's really something that helps navigate to not be too much in the masculine, masculine or the feminine, but at the same time, like that, that masculine drive and do, and like, I know how to do it so well. So it's easy for me to go like, you know, too far that way. And then, yeah, that's not where I want to be. Would you say toxic though? How is that showing up? I mean, long hours working, right. Um, you know, majority of everything that I'm doing is driven around is centered around, um, what the business is all about rather than, you know, my connection to life outside of business and my connection to soul and spirituality and everything else. It's just like kind of tunnel vision. And, you know, in my humble opinion, I think that's toxic. And I don't think we're here on earth to run these businesses and to be working, you know, that's the way our society is structured now. And I think a lot of us see that there's going to be some changes in um, years to come, but that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. It, it makes me think um, along the lines of, I mean, I, and I totally agree with what you just said, the whole idea of kind of that uh, soul spirit, right? The soul life balance and the, and the balance between masculine and feminine is that a lot of the ways that I feel like men, especially, but, but certainly women too, but men, especially design their lives based off of significance. And so it's working their way up the corporate ladder. It's, it's all about kind of like a hierarchy and it's, it's ways, like you said, to kind of either prove to dad, prove to mom, prove to the haters, prove to ourselves that we are enough, you know, which is why we have the status symbols or we're doing the virtue signaling. But at the end of the day, it's so empty, mm -hmm. really, right? And so I love the kind of the, the conversation around the transition from, maybe a life of acquisition where you're really looking to look like, how much can I get? 
you know, to really transitioning into a life of, of impact and, and giving, right? Um, right. which is really where the juice is. It's really where the – and for us to be having these conversations when we're, quote, unquote, younger versus figuring this out in our 60s or 70s or later on in life, which is – I have these conversations with my dad as he's kind of figuring it out later on in life. I'm just grateful to be like, okay, cool. This is really what life is about because obviously we don't get to take any of this shit with us when we're gone from this, right. this existence, right? So a little bit of the uh, – and I've talked about on my podcast just even on solo episodes of my own journey with, with mushrooms. I haven't done ayahuasca, although I'm kind of hoping to do that in the first quarter of next year. Nice. Uh, in Costa Rica or South America, it's like when I've had that, I've experienced love. I've experienced things um, – have nothing to do with the car or the money or that right it's like it's yeah. such a different way our brain connects you know but how is how is that how did that take you out of that place of in you said 2019 you're kind of kind of in the depths of yeah kind of depressive thought well it's so actually it started with breath work to be honest um i did breath work for the first time a week or two before doing ayahuasca and when i say breath work i'm not talking about box breathing or alternate nostril um, breathing I'm talking about transformational breath and that's it's kind of a confusing brand because you know crossfit's kind of like a like a brand or franchise, whatever it actually is. Uh, I'm not crossfair, but um, like most people think of breath work. If we're talking about a deep dive of breath work as like Wim Hof holotropic um, breath work, this is called transformational breath and there's facilitators probably wherever you may live, you could just Google it. And it's like an actual style that people go through. Um, and that was life changing for me. I literally felt reborn. And I mean, it's, it's wild because you're just breathing, no medicines included for, you know, about 60 minutes, I believe. Um, and through that, I actually thought I was dying. Uh, it was my first time doing anything like that. Like my, my cousin has epilepsy, so he has seizures a lot and I've never seen anyone, um, have a seizure. Uh, but you know, I felt like I was having a seizure and I was going to die. And when this isn't typical, <laughs> by the way, I should say, yeah. um, and the facilitator helped me breathe through it and everything. And it literally felt like a rebirth. Um, I still had gone and done ayahuasca a week or two after that. Um, but from that experience alone, like a massive heart opening, it just was, was so profound. And then with ayahuasca, um, I forget exactly what your question was. Cause I went down a little rabbit hole. <laughs> no, it's all good. But I, but, it, uh, rather than even circling back around, it makes me think having listened to a couple of Aubrey Marcus's mm -hmm. podcast where he talks about like, you know, maybe venturing away from psychedelics because of how much you can connect with breath just just through that right. experience just through breath alone is is pretty cool which i just want to open that up because it doesn't mean this is definitely a hot hot topic that we're talking about in terms of <clears throat> mushrooms or ayahuasca or dmt or whatever and yet there's also other ways of doing it through breath work which i think is pretty cool yeah the most important thing is integration right like that's the most important thing and there's a lot of people that say the right things you know uh medicine is just the taking the medicine part it's 10 percent. all the real magic unfolds in the integration but it, it, it's more than just saying that it's living that way you know and something that's been alive 
with me recently is looking into creating like an integration retreat. And there's all kinds of different retreats you can go on, whether it's a yoga retreat or it's a medicine retreat or Vipassana or a darkness retreat. There's all kinds of things. But what I haven't seen is any sort of retreat that is specifically about integration. Like, hey, we're coming together. We're bringing in top facilitators to help actually give you the tools and teach you the tools to do on your own. Because a lot of times in medicine ceremonies, it's kind of like, okay, well, now go integrate. Here's some information about how to integrate and you're off on your own for the most important part, you know? Explain that to, but for guys that may, this is all a very new topic to them. Totally. They may not even know what integration is. What is that for, for the guy that's hearing this for the first time? Yeah. So whether you're doing mushrooms or ayahuasca or even breath work, whatever it may be, it's a peak experience, right? You know, so coming from that peak experience and going back into your normal life can be beyond disorienting. It can be earth shattering. It can cause you in downward spirals, or it can get you to these points of what these feelings of what's the point, you know, um, all that type of stuff. So the idea is to integrate these peak experiences into your everyday life to help you make the changes because we aren't just, you know, doing breath work to chase the high of, Oh, my body is vibrating and my heart is opening. And in this moment, I feel great, but then I'm going to get mad at the car, uh, on the road and have some road rage later. Cause what's the point if you're not integrating into your daily life? So there's so many different ways to, to, pra to include practices to help you make sense of these peak experiences. And just a few off the top of my head, breath work is one. It can um, also cause a reactivation, which a reactivation means it might put you back in that place. So maybe that's not the best. Journaling is a great way to express what's going on within you, especially if you don't even know and you just keep writing and then things just start to come out. That's really powerful. One of my favorite practices is earthing, which is just simply walking around uh, outside barefoot and connecting with the earth. You can sun gaze, you know, kind of a hard time depending on where you are since we're entering winter soon. Um, there's all kinds of stuff, meditation, obviously even reading. Um, you know, we were talking before we started about how we both have dogs, you know, uh, Aubrey Marcus's last, um, fit for service summit. I went to, we, there's always eye gazing, but eye gazing is like a practice of looking, uh, into really the soul of another person and just connecting with them. And I was joking with a friend that I was eye gazing with my dog. But the truth is like, when you look into the eyes of your pets, especially dogs, like it releases oxytocin. So it actually helps you feel better. So there's all types of little ways. It doesn't have to be like, quote unquote, doing the work to check off the boxes of, oh, I did my meditation. I did my journaling and now I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It's kind of just like, oh, what feels right in the moment now? Uh, and I'm glad you say that because I think that was, that circles back around to what I was saying before where there, there are I certainly have con come in contact with men who think just checking off the boxes, of, oh, I did my ayahuasca, you know, I did ayahuasca or I did some mushrooms or like that these, because you do, like you said, the 10%, then the rest of the 
is just going to take care of itself. Right. Yeah. It's so not true. Right. That's really where the work, where the rubber meets the work, the, the road and the, and the work begins. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, it's, it's really relevant to have this, co- <clears throat> this conversation because just, uh, you know, being able to, to, to flex and say, Oh, I've done these things. Doesn't mean that, you know, you've necessarily made the prog- progress, <clears throat> excuse me. And the, the motivation that has, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> got something caught in my throat. Hang on. You got to be able to come from a place of like genuine, like earnest desire to grow, to, to put in the work versus just like thinking you're going to put the time in and, and that's going to make the difference. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think that makes a big, a big part, part of it, part of the, uh, the difference I think in the, in the journey. Uh, towards growth and healing, which is what a lot of this podcast and what I talk about is is all about. Because you can never get to the point of true fulfillment in life, especially as a guy, if you have unresolved generational childhood trauma, anything from the past that is keeping you from really connecting with a deeper version of you or a deeper version of a relationship or a life purpose and all that stuff. So. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. And, but it's hard to discover that stuff. We can we can know that, right? But then it's kind of like, well, how do you access that, right? I think that's, yeah, the the how to access is the, the larger question, right? And then how to actually have the support because a lot of times I feel like men want to do it on themselves, by mm. themselves. Like you talk about having a facilitator or a buddy or a coach like you to help do the implementation, <laughs> the integration is really where I feel like we can, we can check our egos at the door and, and surrender to a process of opening up. And that's fucking scary. I think for a lot of guys who haven't really opened up to anyone, right. They haven't mm-hmm. felt safe in any relationship, even in a relationship with themselves, not to mention someone else. So how, how do you go about, maybe, maybe guys listening to this and he's like, okay, this is intriguing. Right. But- like this is a, a big leap, you know, sometimes for, for guys who are just starting the, the practice. How do you work guys into just yeah. the journey of, of I, growth and healing? I totally get it. Um, you know, after I first did um, ayahuasca, like, you know, within six months or I don't remember the time frame, but it was a while ago. I used to call myself a recovering bro. So I don't really uh, say that too much anymore. <laughs> I forgot about that, but definitely very like meathead broy before and not so much anymore. And, you know, for me, um, yoga was a big start before ayahuasca even. And I was a big listener of uh, Rogan and, you know, he talks about doing yoga. And I remember doing yoga in college and getting made fun of by my friends, you know, so Rogan has been a pioneer in terms of like getting in touch with your feelings, you know? Yeah. He still can say some things that are questionable, whatever, but let's look at what he is doing. And there's so many of us men that look up to him as like a manly man. It's like, Oh, well, if Rogan is talking about like doing yoga or, you know, he talks about his feelings that he's cried on the podcast, not often, but he has, you know, like, it's like, Oh, it kind of lets you have that permission slip if you will. So for me, like it, it was kind of finding those mentors um, like yourself too, you know, and if people are listening to your podcast, then they're listening to the right and 
surrounding themselves with the right people. Because if you are just surrounded by toxic behavior, then it can be very hard. Um, but yeah, I, th I think for me, at least like breath work is key. So in terms of like all this, where to find an entry point, um, you, it may be hard to go to a yoga class because you aren't quite there or something like that. Right. I, I totally get that. I was there. Um, but breath work, something you can do on your own at home. You know, you can watch a Wim Hof video on YouTube where he leads you through an 11 minute breath work practice, you know, and that's a good start. And that's going to bring up you know, emotions and opening your heart and that that something like that would be good because you're in the privacy uh, away from people. If you're not wanting to be seen, you know, totally, totally. And we talked about this, um, you know, prior to, to hitting record and even on the phone earlier, you know, I, I've been working with Christine Hasler this year and, you know, I, I bought her and Stephanos's program on breathwork and meditation. And, uh, she initially started really helping me with just getting out of this feeling of apathy and numbness, which is really uh, the byproduct of a, a huge amount of repressed anger, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in their, in their breathwork and meditation course, which I highly recommend, <clears throat> I think you can find it anywhere on christinehasler.com, but, uh, and that's, I don't get any money for that, that pitch. She's just, she's amazing. They're both amazing. Um, but I did find, and I honestly, I went into like, okay, cool. I'm in the doc, Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation. I'm totally up for breath work. I'm like, eh, like what's, what's the big deal behind breath work, right? It wasn't until I started doing that program and Steph was leading, you know, he leads you through breath work for grief or stagnation or fear or, you know, apathy, any of those things <clears throat> that I started recognizing how, oh, there's a method to his madness here and certain breath work, uh, Either it would it would kind of push me towards hyperventilating, which which made me scared, you know, and mm -hmm. that brought up certain feelings, or it would push me towards um, a breath work that would actually crack me open to start crying, and that was like again all in the safety of my own room with the door locked, with my eye mask on, it was very safe, uh, and it was a it has continued to be a really really powerful experience just by myself, which is what and I say that just because. I do want guys to think they don't have to go flying down to Costa Rica. They don't have to go to South America. There's a, there are a lot of things, like you said, you can just find on YouTube just as a beginning stage, right? Um, because there's also guys maybe similar to, to you and I and, and those that are doing so much more work that are listening. They know what integration means. They know what shadow work is. They know kind of what the, the soul opening deeper work requires. And there's value in this conversation as well. But <clears throat> I'm glad we talked about that because breath work is really, really powerful. Now, are you trained in this at all yet? No, but you never know, right? <laughs> um, no, I could, I could see that. Um, I'm actually going to Costa Rica in a week at the time of this recording to nice. do a yoga, a yoga teacher training, but cool, same thing. Cool. I have no intention to like start teaching yoga. It's just for my own development. Um, I, I would love to go through a breath work training program if for just my own development you know what i mean totally me too yeah um going back to something that i read about you you, you talked about like you, you were open to conversation about all things spiritual whether it be uh extraterrestrial and multi-dimensional um maybe we can talk about either one of those because i think those are kind of fascinating as i've just started to kind of 
dabble as well. When you're talking about extraterrestrial, you're talking about <clears throat> other other worlds, other uh, life forms, correct? Or am I? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a respect thing. I I I say alien, the word alien a lot. Um, I try to say extraterrestrial, and depending on who I'm, the demographic I'm speaking with, I'll just say alien, whatever. Um, it's <laughs> it's kind of like a thing, but um, the other like word that people have been saying in the community that's uh, into aliens and things like that as multi-dimensional beings. Um, but yeah, you know, I got really into ETs, aliens, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, right after I did ayahuasca pretty much, cause I went down the human origin story and there's an amazing show on Gaia by Greg Braden. It's called missing links. It's, excellent i highly recommend it um that kind of got me started on the path and then really for like a long time um i was really into the human origin story and all things aliens and things like that and i'm just kind of like now in the season of more practical stuff and grounding and getting back into like the 3d experience um that's just the season i'm in now but it's funny because around the time of first going down this path of like aliens and whatnot, things started to show up in my life. And one simple example is um, I was in Aubrey Marcus's mastermind for two years. Um, I guess I'm still in it now. We just finished our last summit of the year, but yeah. Um, last year, the first year I was in it, I was driving to Tahoe for a summit we had and it was around the time of the fires near Santa Cruz. And that's where I live. My parents live in Gilroy close by. My dad sent me a picture um, because he was going through stuff in his house in case they needed to evacuate due to the fires. And it was a picture of an alien nex necklace um, that he found in my little kid stuff. And I go, Oh, that's weird. I don't even remember that. Okay, cool. And then I started thinking about how like I, I, I don't remember, but my dad always told me as an adult, I used to say like, you're not my real dad. I'm from the plant Zotar and all this type of stuff. So and those memories came up and the next day at the summit, this woman who channels, which is like receiving information from light beings or beings in other dimensions or even their own higher self said, I have a channel message for you and that you're not from this plant. And I go, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm pretty well aware, but thank you. And I was like, huh, the synchronicity of that from the day before just seeing this alien necklace. And then another friend goes, oh, we should because there's all kinds of different kinds of aliens. Right. And channelers have told me I'm very like connected to the Arcturians. It's from the planet Arcturus. And if um, this other friend goes, we should uh, Google what the Arct Arcturians look like. And if you Google it, they say they're blue and a certain, you know, look, whatever. This necklace was of an alien with a blue head, which like how often do you even see aliens that aren't green? You know, so just all those synchronicities were just like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And then I had a amazing UFO experience about less than six months after that. Um, but that's, uh, it's just kind of like a thing I'm into. And, you know, if there's any specific questions you have, let me know, but that's kind of like the background. Well, I've, and I've done a couple of uh, podcasts, solo podcasts with myself. I did one with my cousin uh, when 
uh, amongst other convers you know topics of conversation we both talked about when we were at uh, a summer camp and we saw UFOs in the sky as we were nice. all falling asleep and and we were like what the fuck and I remember we were only probably seven or eight but we all knew like and you know the hair on the back of my neck can still stand on end when I think mm -hmm. about it like holy shit um, and then even going to a doctor a bunch of Dr Joe Dispenza's um, retreats this past year over this past year and them talking about these blue beings that come and heal, you know, and, and that are a lot of this, again, if you're listening to this and you haven't done. Any <laughs> yeah. It sounds crazy. Be like, yeah, you guys are fucking, what are you smoking? Right. But, and the more I'm just saying, I remember hearing about them like, okay, that sounds really trippy, but I'm just going to say open to it. And then, like you said, the synchronicities of things be like, that's so crazy that you mentioned that because I heard this the other day and you start connecting dots. It's like, this is really, really interesting. All that to say is I feel like there is something else <laughs> on a higher plane than where we're at humanly uh, that is kind of guiding <laughs> if mm -hmm. you at times. Yeah. And, and, and uh, whatever you make of it, that's again, to each, to each their own. But I do feel like it's, uh, it's a cool conversation that I, I always love talking about, especially when it comes to, to aliens and certainly have um, listened to and, and read a bunch of stuff but I'm going to have to check out what you say uh, missing links on Gaia, right? It's not specifically about extraterrestrials. It's about like the missing uh, chromosome in the um, evolution of humans from Neanderthals essentially. And he does not once say anything about ETs. Um, it's just like, that kind of opened up my eyes to it. That was like the gateway. And then there's so for where you're at, um, Drunvalo Malkizadek, does he ring a bell? Um, he's got a book called The Ancient Secret of Flower of Life, um, which is incredible. And Spirit Science, a YouTube channel, I think they have like a million or two million subscribers or something. They're, they're a big YouTube channel. They have a video on there called The Human Origin Story that goes even deeper. And there's there's so many resources, obviously, Stephen Greer, um, you know, he's got a few films. His one last year was good. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Yeah, I did see that too. I did yeah. see that too. Well, you're already actually answering some of the some of my latter questions, which would be, you know, what books or resources would you recommend? So I'm already actually taking some notes and I'll put them in the show notes for guys that are wondering, you know, mm -hmm. click into some of the stuff. And, and, and if you haven't heard of Gaia, for those of you that are listening, um, it's like it's like personal development, but on a, a more spiritual level if you will. Um, and so I think that's uh, something definitely, it's like a Netflix for spirituality, which is pretty, pretty sweet, but that's what I was thinking in my head. So you read my mind telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, what are you, what are you working on now? Like what's, what's the, the next kind of thing that you're working on? I know you've talked about uh, like offline, your clone yourself university. Um, what are all the things that you're working on with, with, clients coaching clients or just for yourself what's what's the next thing on the, the radar for sam yeah thanks johnny um my big thing right now is soul life balance this book i'm writing it's going to be my fourth book um the first three books i wrote all three of them within a year and it was just kind of like they just kind of came through me and it was wow. that that toxic masculine i was talking about where it's just like do um this one it's 
those were kind of more for my ego, you know, and I didn't know it at the time. Whereas this one I've been working on for two and a half years. And this is like a, a work that I'm really proud of. So I'm taking my time, um, but it should be published around January or February. Um, and then I have a new offering called Wizard Teams, which is super exciting. Um, my coaching business, Clone Yourself, I teach entrepreneurs how to scale their business with virtual assistant teams. And that's something I've been doing for two years. And that's exactly how I scaled my first business. So passing it on. Um, Wizard Teams takes that to the next level where it's like, hey, a lot of people, and I learned this through coaching, they don't really want to do the work. They just want it done for them. And that's what we do with Wizard Teams. You just tell us what you want done in your business and we take care of the rest. So we do the recruiting, the hiring, the training, and the managing of virtual teams. So entrepreneurs can really grow their business, get themselves out of their business and outsource more tasks without having to worry about um building a team. We do all that for you. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And um, yeah, I got this yoga teacher training. So who knows what's going to happen after that, right? Yeah. When you, when you sit down for, for dinner with someone, you're like, what do I even ask you about Sam? Like you got so many different stuff going on and so many different, you know, lines I, I, here. it's pretty fun. I'd start doing this series uh, called Brochuality, where I take broy type movies and I break them down to show um, hidden spiritual uh, spirituality um, meanings. And those have been fun. I've only done three or four, just a few. Um, but I did do a 60 minute review of the movie Soul that goes deeper on it and really explains all the things that a lot of people wouldn't catch and then provides a ton of resources and links to go deeper on certain themes. So yeah, I mean, all kinds of weird stuff, right? That's so cool. There's, yeah. there's a lot in that. I've seen that twice. Such yeah. A good creative uh, movie, but yeah, there's so much I'm sure I'm missing. What were some of the other bro movies that you're referring to? The first one I did was old school. Um, that scene at the end when Will Ferrell um, is uh, in the debate and then he like blacks out. Um, you know, I'm talking about like yeah. as channeling and then um, uh, basketball where there's some scene where he's in the car and like the music that's coming on, like the lyrics like are directly speaking to him. So like spirit guides. Um, I did one on white men can't jump just showing like toxic masculinity. Um, and I'm waiting to do Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted's like one of my favorite movies and there's so much in there. So I don't, I didn't want to force it because yeah, that'll be a good one. Time. Yeah. That'll be a really good one. Yeah. I love, it. I love it. Well, there's definitely, uh, I'm glad you brought up some of the, the clone yourself and the wizard teams. Cause I feel like even just personally, I'm like, okay, we need to talk more after, <laughs> after we stop recording here. Cause there's some good things that I think you could certainly support me on. So if, Absolutely. if, there's so there's a, such a breadth of conversation that we've had. And I think this is just the first of multiple, you know, conversations we'll have on the podcast. But um, for those that you have piqued their interest on any of these areas of conversation, how can they connect with you? What's like the next step of like, okay, I want to, I want to know more. I want to, I'm intrigued to, to follow up on this. Where, where can they find you? Yeah, luckily it's easy to find me. There's not many Kberts in the world. So you just go to uh, samkbert.com, K-A-B as in boy, E-R-T. Um, all the links to my social media are there. So you can contact on the forum or follow, uh, connect on Instagram, The all the LinkedIn, if you're the LinkedIn person and um, all the pieces to 
my various pieces of content are laid out there as well. So appreciate you having me on, Johnny. Yeah, dude, for sure. Where does caper come from? Do you know your heritage at all? Yeah. So my great grandparents um, came here from Lithuania um, and at Ellis Island, they shortened the town they were from in Lith- Lithuania uh, from Kabarski to Kabert um, and gave them the last name. But I don't remember. I should uh, ask my dad again um, what their last name was before that because <laughs> it's a town. Yeah, it's not funny because I feel like that I've heard that story a lot where things changed once they came over. Right. Know, and and just completely like, oh, that sounds too difficult. We're just going to give you this name. And they're like, uh, OK, you know, I guess. Totally. The right weird name. thing is it comes from the town, though. It's not even like they're like our actual last name. But yeah, 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 yeah. that's that's fascinating. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks for being cool. here. Thanks for sharing your your gifts. Like I said, there's so much more we could probably dive into. I feel like this is uh the, the 101 conversation and then next time i'll have you on we'll go to 202 go deeper and and keep going from that but i think it's a good foundation for guys that are just wanting to kind of explore um you know all the things that you've you've been through the last several years and are just opening themselves up to like okay life life isn't quite working out like i thought it would and or it's not as meaningful or fulfilling as i thought it would so you've really touched upon some really some good hot topics i feel like so thank you for for being on and for sharing, man. It was good stuff. You got it, Johnny. Appreciate awesome. it, brother. Awesome. You bet. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Like I said, I'll throw down a bunch of the stuff that he mentioned with Gaia and the books and resources uh, into the show notes. But as well, I would say follow Sam, hit up his, uh, his, his website, follow him on social media because he's doing some exceptional things. And I, I'd say that uh, it's definitely worth a follow and to dive in on all the good stuff he's got going on so until we meet up with you guys on the next episode thanks for joining me we'll catch up soon cheers that's it for this one and i want to thank you for listening hey if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more please feel free to subscribe to the podcast and if you think others may benefit from it also share it on social media and tag me in your post so i can say hey It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.